with sound. <clears throat> Alright. What's up everyone? Welcome back to Watch With Sound. My name is Josh Landicho and with me is Carmela Ocampo. And on today's episode, we'll be continuing the road to the Oscars with the new movie, The Father, directed by Florian Zeller, starring Anthony Hopkins, Olivia Coleman, Mark Gattis, Imogen Poots, Rufus Sewell, and Olivia Williams. Um, this particular movie has been nominated for Best Picture, Best Actor, Best Supporting Actress, Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Editing, Best Production Design, which is uh, a lot of nominations. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But before we dive deep into it, I want to give a little spoiler warning. Um, this is a really great film, actually, and like I don't want anyone, anyone's viewing to be spoiled by this, especially if this is something that could be relatable to you. Um, but this is your warning now. This is an Oscar-nominated film, so I think you should all check it out if you're already, like if you're on the fence about it. Um, it's definitely something you should watch. Um, and just to warn you now, so if you want to stop the episode and come back to it later, you can do that. If you want to spoil it for yourself for whatever reason, you can do that as well. Highly don't do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, with that, Carmela, what was your expectations and context and first opinions about The Father? So I heard, or I first heard about this movie from Chris Duckman, who is a YouTube movie reviewer. Um, and he reviewed it as like one of his favorite Oscar nominated movies. Um, so that made me very intrigued about it. Uh, I knew it was about like um, aging and like memory loss or dementia, um, but like basically nothing else. And I thought this was absolutely devastating. <laughs> it, like Josh said, this is a really good movie, but it's just really sad um, because of the subject matter. And I think the way the story is told to is very unique um and i can see how uh it could like contend for all those like nominations um i think it was really well written really well directed um but yeah overall it was just really sad and i think it definitely like was very effective in that way it like basically did its job as a movie um but we'll like get like more into it later but josh what were your expectations or um context and what did you think of the movie so like you i think we actually watched the same video we were in yeah, the same I room so. i think about like chris stuckman and, and how he talked about this movie um but once i heard the premise of it i was like super duper interested just because the way it was so, sort of formulated he kind of like just mentioned that like oh it's about someone with dementia and even in the movie he's kind of like they use different actresses and actors at different moments of the of the movie and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, I'm sold. Like, I want to see it. It sounds so, like, creative. It sounds so moving. It sounds so, like, it sounds so unique. And, and in that story, like, I honestly watching it, it is a very unique story. And, whoo, it, it is very emotional. It is very rough. Um, if, like, if you want to have a, not even a bad day, but if you want to be sad and if you want to just kind of, like, ponder on something and be upset about something this is definitely <laughs> something you could watch um but man like i don't know there wasn't like it's not like a up and down thing it's it's essentially just a down thing in regards <laughs> to like being sad and emotionally like like down it's just all the way just like it doesn't get better as regards to your emotions <laughs> and even like it's just really sad i just like honestly it's just it was just so hard to watch but in like in the way that it's supposed to be i think i think it's the reason why it's so sad and so rough it's because it's such a serious and pure and passionate story that obviously i think this director was going through the same thing with their life right um oh well <laughs> i'm a, if it was then obviously that sort of, sort of guesses why like it, it was so emotional and so in-depth like there has to be obviously there has to be some sort of backstory regardless if she this person was experiencing or not but just within that if she if this person didn't experience this then like it's crazy how they even made this this film and like how they made it so it's it felt so like it like from the heart essentially and it was just 
it was just it seemed like this this re- well-written letter this well-written story about like something they've been experiencing or have seen people experience or has like related to someone that has experienced this in some way um but yeah after seeing this movie like i totally get why it was nominated for all this stuff and like why it was in the running for any of that um it was really really moving and it's it's really a unique story as well and i kind of i'm kind of seeing a pattern here these unique stories in the oscars which is really great and fantastic but yeah um before we get even more into it carmela do you want to give a little plot summary of the movie an aging man experiencing progressive memory loss refuses any help from his daughter as he tries to make sense of his seemingly changing surroundings he begins to doubt his mind and the fabric of his reality whoa but also oh like sigh it's like a whoa man oh no oh man um yeah it's the story is just so good at like the way it's portraying this sort of um this disease and this sort of uh disorder is just really really good especially the way that like the narrative isn't so obvious the fact that like it's it's this like non-linear sort of all over the place um narrative and and view of this character really really helps you get a deep dive into what these people experience what um you know their relatives and loved ones experience it when someone has this condition um and man it was just like it was really cool like cool seems like a bad word it was just like really really i get what you mean you know what i'm saying like (laughs) (laughs) it was really creative it was really unique in the way that like the story was told um it was like the, the way that it was sort of jumbling everything and like making you think certain things in different different events like trying to figure out like did this come first are we in the past or in the future like it honestly had me guessing as regards to where we're actually were in the movie like were we like in the are we actually in the most recent time of his life or are we like back in time where he's like imagining things or something like that um and little the little holes with like his family his like his daughter his the one that's taking care of her the one that passed away and and him just talking about these people that um are long lost from his life and that he he's not even aware of it and even at times he's like doubting how his own daughter who's been taking care of her looks he gets so shocked and and just kind of like is like oh yeah 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 and has these like blanket moments of him being so eager and sure of himself but he's only so eager and sure of himself because of of his condition and that fact that he's kind of in his own world that he's experiencing these different scenes these different events at different times and he believes certain things that may or may not be true about him or may not be true about like the current state it could be something from the past something from a present that he doesn't remember it's just like it's honestly like a story that's all over the place but for good reason yeah i think i i know exactly what you mean about the it being cool um i think yeah the story or the movie opens like kind of normally as you expect but then there's a moment um near the beginning where it becomes this non-linear thing and that's the moment where you're like oh shit (laughs) like oh my god like wait a minute and like you're basically like at that moment you're put into anthony hopkins shoes and you're like literally experiencing like what he's experiencing except for the fact that you as the audience have like the luxury of putting the pieces together whereas him in the movie and maybe someone in real life who is suffering from dementia does not have the luxury of looking at it in a big picture sense and piecing their life together they essentially are experiencing um, moment-to-moment kind of scenes and then forgetting about that the past moment. They're like literally living in the present and their present isn't accurate. It's not like, you know, they have like nothing to reference from like their past nor their future. And it's it was super sad. It was completely sad. Um, But yeah, like the way it was like directed and shot and like the choice of 
like having different actresses actors and actresses like portray the same person um was so like such a sad but really smart choice to like sort of mimic what it would be like to experience um what memory loss memory loss and what like aging and deter your mind deteriorating literally like is like um and it scared me it like absolutely scared me and if you aren't like already afraid of like dying or afraid of like aging like i think this movie will definitely like kind of you know put you in a kind of existential like dread type of situation um but most of all i think you have like of course so much more empathy for like older people who are like so like suffering um from dementia and i think in chris duckman's like review he was personally experiencing it with his dad but through this movie he found like catharsis and like a sort of insight into what was going on with him during his last like few months um and like in the movie we saw that you know anthony hopkins was like very sweet he was completely normal and at times he was mean he was like you know cruel even um and like that's basically you know what your mind like breaking down looks like kind of thing and yeah i think they really like illustrated that experience really well and like to the point where it's like like this is like too good that it's just man but yeah um i wanted to ask like what what did you think of this movie as like an oscar contender that's a really good question i don't know because like the thing is like i i'm not a really i don't have a good grasp on oscar winners or anything like that um and we also haven't seen the other ones yet uh but this one is just like it's just a such a sad story like (laughs) like it's just so sad and like it feels like it's it's so much raw heart into it that I want it to win, but I'm not necessarily sure as regards to Oscar standards and and the timeline in which or the the sort of history of winners that the Oscars have gotten. I don't think they're necessarily like these kind of movies that are so sad. I think they're more <laughs> or less like quote unquote exciting. Um, but I d- most definitely think it's it should be it nominated for sure. I think it should be. A winner of something if not best picture it's it's just such a fantastic movie and it was just so well, like well made and creatively made and it's just so unique in that sense and like you said like it was too good that like this movie <laughs> was made to be feeling you know that feel for the, the elderly and feel for people that have dementia like that's what i'm saying like this person definitely should i think is experienced it in some way somehow um and like like you're saying about Chris Duckman, how he sort of like related to it and had catharsis through this movie. Like that's a fantastic thing to hear because I can only imagine like this sort of condition affecting any one of us um, as regards to like someone that we know getting it or some our loved one getting it. Like I can only imagine sort of the complicated process of sort of having to let go or get over this sort of illness in that way to to like you know sort of move on with your life and i think we sort of saw that too in the movie with olivia olivia coleman who had a had a husband and had these had a loved one and had apartment and everything that sort of got ruined by her dad essentially having to take care of him and almost putting her own life on hold for that matter um and also a great great performance by olivia coleman yeah um and having to deal with sometimes his very very over the top meanness about it like he was she was like calling her manipulative and like calling her like a liar and a bitch and that and stuff like that just because like he sort of had this idea in his mind of how the events in his head kind of played out that like he she like kicked him out of his like flat or something like that and she's trying to get him out of him now so she could be you know move on with her life and he she kind of he kind of felt like she was selfish in that matter but it was almost like so jumbled like that's not even like the the correct story that like it was something that he believed in his head especially when she's the one that's taking care of him and sort of 
doing everything she can for him and and she sort of realizes at some point she's gonna have to move on especially when she's hiring this help that like could like perfectly balance her life between her father and her work but obviously the father isn't a fan of of um the caretakers or anything like that um not to mention when you're talking about like different actresses and actors sort of switching switching in and out it fucked me up so hard that like (laughs) like it was revealed that like the second olivia coleman was essentially like the caretaker in his facility and it like i was first like shocked at the fact that like she was gonna be Laura, the caretaker. I was like, mm-hmm. no, like that's so messed up. And then I found out later on that she's actually the caretaker in the the home. I'm like, that's even worse. Like I'm like, <laughs> like it's a double plot twist in my head that like I was so shocked about and so surprised that like they like double booked that like plot twist <laughs> to being something even worse than it, <laughs> it already is. Um, and sort of seeing you know his his mind lose it and these actors and actresses like switch and become different people oh man it's just, <laughs> it's just so crazy because it, it gives a really good viewpoint in in my opinion of how people with dementia see these people and see um these strangers at times like in his house in his flat in his house in his home like sort of be confused about it but also like they almost have this acceptance of how their mind works so they're like oh okay you're my daughter like he questions at first but he's like uh all right and that's kind of how he lives throughout the the film and and how he reacts to things it's kind of like um like a for sure conviction to like a a submission of of confusion kind of like he's so like he's like no this is this is my flat this is where i live and then it, and then paul would be like oh this i live here this is not where you live this is where i live here he's like oh you live here okay yeah, yeah. Like, it's kind of like this weird like transition of confusion and and it's just a like a fantastic portrayal of someone with this illness um but yeah it's the actor <laughs> actor and actress thing like it always it s me up that was like my <laughs> the reason why i wanted to watch the movie and that's the thing that like <laughs> me up the most it's like it was like this like i don't know oh, what, man, I, was, what I was funny. in for <laughs> yeah when i or when they first switched up uh the daughter with like another actress i was like yo that's a different actress and i was watching it with carol and she was like are you sure and i was like dude yeah that's that's a different actress but they obviously cast people who look kind of similar um minus paul who was like two different people but um but yeah it it like when that moment happened i was like dang like that's that's smart but also this is heartbreaking to see um and yeah like you said like that switch up in the end where you know, he's at the nursing home and it's revealed that the people he was like confusing his own like family with were basically the people who were currently taking care of him. Um, and he like just like, yeah, like replaced them in his head because they basically had a similar role in his life, I think. Um, and yeah, every time he talked about like, you know, his dead daughter and then he like compared her to that like new caretaker and then um yeah it was like every time he talked about his dead daughter and then compared her to his um to the older sister it was like super sad i was like this is completely something i can like imagine happening and i'm sure it has happened lots of times where you know when you are like not really he was basically like unfiltered like he was like losing his mind he was like completely unfiltered and was like speaking all of the things like he like had opinions on and he to the point where he's being very cruel um and i off i know like often people describe uh people with dementia to be like acting like a completely different person or like oh that's like she's not usually like this kind of thing um but that's what happens you know when your mind is like literally like fucking breaking but yeah um anthony yeah. hopkins olivia coleman amazing perform like amazing performances from everyone all around but they like definitely carried the whole movie um but yeah sorry what were you gonna say i'm gonna say like not to mention that like the way he like kind of compares the daughter that passed away to her and 
she almost has to act like she's alive like it's that it's like yeah yeah, yeah. it's like keeping a secret but worse because it's like a secret that like you want to tell them but you can't because of how they're gonna react like it's like a oh it's like a secret that's deep dived into more emotion <laughs> than it actually is exactly um like not he couldn't, to, no go I'm on. sorry like it was something he already knew but because he was like having memory loss he like forgot that his daughter had died and like she couldn't like remind him over and over again like oh yeah and like make, bring him that like bad news every time like oh remember she like fucking died so she yeah and so she's just like yeah like you know she's on a trip or whatever but yeah go yeah. on and then she has to deal with the like one being compared to her sister like that guilt and then two having the good of like she's actually passed away and you don't know it oh man and then when you find out like the caretaker is actually the daughter that he's been portrayed like oh my gosh like <laughs> the actors changing they get me every time oh my goodness <laughs> oh and i wanted to i want to hear what you think about um it's contender as being best picture for the oscars as well oh yeah yeah um yeah like in the beginning you were like i'm seeing a pattern here for best picture um i feel like it's very that's like totally normal you or I, I think Best Picture is usually a movie that either tackles a social issue or is a unique perspective into an experience that not a lot of people, like, have insight on. Um, like, you know, Moonlight won. That's, I was going to say there was a bummer movie that won, and it was Moonlight. <laughs> and when you said there's no bummer movies that are nominated for Oscars, I was like, I was like trying to think I was like have there been so Moonlight was one so that like basically tackled everything um and then I think the weirdest movie recently that one for best picture was Shape of Water uh it is a beautiful story but it's so weird that like it's such a weird story and even weirder that it won best picture I would have never expected it um I don't know if joker won it won something big uh like whenever it came out but i can't remember if it was like a big nomination like best picture or best screenplay or director or something like that but i know it won something big and that was kind of a shocker for a lot of people because it's a a comic book movie b the joker movie was like semi-problematic um but anyways, I digress. <laughs> this movie as a, uh, as an Oscar contender, I think it's not totally out of left field, but I'm also not like, oh yeah, for sure, this is gonna like like win for sure kind of thing, but it's not a complete like shocker to me. So out of Minari, The Father, and No Bad Land, what's your like top three that you wanna win? All right, I think for now, Minari is number one. Number two. Wait, we only saw those three, right? So far? I think so. Oh, Promising yeah. Young Woman. Oh, okay. Promising Young Woman. I'm going to okay, put that sorry. at two. Really? I'm gonna, two? I'm going to put that at two. Oh, and then wow, three, wow. I'm going to put... That's hard. Hold on. <laughs> it's between Nomadland and this movie. I want to say this movie just because it's like... I feel like it has a more pressing matter and a more pressing perspective to kind of put out there. So I'm going to say that. I'm going to say Minari, Promising Young Woman, and The Father. Top three, right? For now. Where's No Man Land? The bottom? <laughs> you totally I forgot mean, about No Man Land? I mean, Man for Land? now, it's number four because we oh. we've only done four. Well, well, well. Interesting. interesting. What about you? What about you? <laughs> I definitely think Minari is on top. Um, second, I must be honest. I'm gonna say this. <laughs> okay, uh, okay. Third, I'm gonna be honest. You're gonna lie. <laughs> third, no, I'm gonna lie just because. Third, promising young woman just because No Man Land should win best director. Okay. Um, but if it wasn't in contending for best director, I'd say this should be best picture or should be above promising young woman because I think mm -hmm. it should win something. Mm -hmm. um but it's like for just to give a reference it's pretty close with promising women and no man land i think they're like on the same level okay. but i gave it a rank for ranking sake okay okay yeah 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 okay okay okay, okay. um 
what so i i don't think i personally would ever watch this movie again but you think it has like some replayability oh yes i like i put that in here <laughs> but like in parentheses i like you could watch this ollie has replayability but in parentheses if you want to torture yourself <laughs> just because like i don't want to call them easter eggs because like obviously they're not easter eggs but like the <laughs> like the little Dude, don't, <laughs> you don't tell that to someone suffering from i know oh, yeah, yeah, i know remember that easter egg in your life yeah, that, you, yeah, forgot that you forgot about um <laughs> <laughs> but just like the tidbits uh, in certain scenes, I feel like point to where he's actually at, which is you know the ho- the the home that he's staying at. Um, and I feel like the the constant change of environment, the constant change of the flat, like I feel like that tells a different story as well. Like just showing different time periods in the life of him. Not even like not even just because it's gonna like solve the story any better i think it'll just be interesting to see like where he's kind of picturing certain things even though like honestly seeing those things don't really matter just because the way that this story's structured but like it'd be cool to figure out like oh yeah there this is all blue because of how that's how the home is oh this is all brown because of like like the flat that uh olivia coleman lives in and like it'd be cool to see sort of like those pieces put together and and why he's able to create these scenes and these environments and and what he's creating it from would be really interesting to see and and um it'd be also cool to point out like if he is pointing out different environments from the home it's cool that he's sort of reference like the movie is sort of referencing the future in that sense of like the future of what we haven't seen yet and sort of referencing back to itself in the beginning of the movie it'd be really cool to see how that plays out and sort of how that gets put together especially if you you feel if you want to be sad if you want to just be really upset at something this is definitely the movie to do it at um like especially with a lot of the environment too i had like also a lot of questions as to got like why did the painting go away why the chairs are there like is that when olivia was moving out and he just kind of didn't read that or is that when she was moving him into her flat like it's i don't know it's just so interesting to see those tidbits and see like what people come up with especially myself trying to figure out and comprehend like where everything is even though it's not necessarily a movie with a timeline it's some it's a movie that's like constructed by someone that has uh, dementia so it's it's just so interesting to try and figure out and see those certain parts of the movie and piece together like where what it could be where it could be and how it plays out in his life yeah i can yeah i can definitely tell like um a lot of detail was put into like the production design and the costume design um per like scene because yeah i noticed like um you would connect like certain scenes and memories together depending on what uh the daughter was wearing or depending on what anthony hopkins was wearing like he was wearing like red like a red bright red robe in like some scenes and you'd connect that later with like another scene where he's wearing the same robe or something um And yeah, I can totally see why this was like nominated for production design because of that reason. This movie is like essentially like a one location type of movie, but I know it like took a lot to like pay attention to all of those like changing details to make sure like, you know, like, oh, in this scene, um, this is when like, yeah, Olivia Coleman is either moving in or out of her apartment. We have to like put like the paintings down or something. Even, like, subtle details, like, I noticed, like, in the beginning, the kitchen tile, like, wall was, like, different, and then it suddenly changed, and I was like, yo, that kitchen changed, like, this is a different memory. I didn't Um, know that. That's so crazy. (laughs) Yeah, it's because they they had shown, like, the same, like, front-facing, like, shot of, like, the full kitchen, um, and, like, there's a lot of scenes like that where they'll just show, like, the environment, no characters in it, so that you, like it's like establishing like the furniture and like all these little details um so i can see why like you'd think it'd be like kind of fun but kind of sad to like go back and maybe like try and see all those details again and like uh piece together the timeline yourself kind of thing yeah now that you mentioned it it's almost like um the location was essentially three places in one because they essentially just like switched different aspects of one location into three existing locations so it's like they had to essentially build the production around 
the space of the home that he's staying at at the end to look like a flat of his like daughters to look like a flat of his and sort of like rotate that sort of set all in one location essentially obviously they did like probably different stages different sets wherever locations but like like logistically speaking with the movie it's like one location that's three locations essentially yeah and it's basically yeah it's crazy to think about that i didn't even realize like the the kitchen was different i did realize like certain parts were like he was like putting away the olive oil and Mm -hmm. she puts down the bag like later on in the film that'll be later on or earlier on um i also noticed like the little things where he like puts the fork in his pocket he puts random things in his pocket Mm -hmm. um and sort of like those little instances of that like the weird sort of things that happen when they're um under the state and like what happens with the stuff that they do with it and yeah and his watch, the conclusion like, yeah yeah the whole say, movie the yeah. whole movie is like where's my watch where's my watch did you steal it and like <laughs> oh man like those sort of events too that led to that like watch were so like oh like so hard to watch because like he he's always like accusing people of like stealing it and especially with like the husband like who seems to be like this successful um person that like obviously could afford his own watch like why would he need to steal his watch and like the way he's sort of like transitioning into it is like oh don't do it don't ask it like it's <laughs> like oh that's a that's a such a pretty watch it's just so pretty it's so pretty um <laughs> did, did you, you buy, buy that it? watch yeah like <laughs> he's like excuse me <laughs> he yeah did you, did you buy it it's like oh yeah i did and he's like with your money like he's <laughs> 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 almost like blatantly asking it without actually asking it but also yeah. being obvious that you're asking it um well yeah like just that that like that's those scenes and those little instances of like what you notice and what you put piece together is is really f- not fun but it really does <laughs> help you understand the movie better and make it a, a funner storytelling experience um and and especially the way this movie was like filmed and made it almost had essence of like a scary movie like yeah. the, this these like elements of this f- movie could like turn into to a horror film which is really fun and kind of a like weird thing to say that like <laughs> that a story about dementia like obviously is already a horror but i think in the sense of like the genre of horror it's something that like i could see it especially being a fan of it like seeing these sort of like um repeating events but also like things that look familiar but are a tad bit different um it kind of reminded me of like um i'm thinking of any things of how that was almost portrayed as like a really scary film but it sort of became this different story in that sense it just had these weird instances of um fantasy just because of what the what the movie's mainly about but like seeing this sort of non-linear made movie and how it, it creates these events that like you think are familiar but are very very different it just it like it yells a lot of like horror movie elements to me yeah i totally get what you mean because like the i mean the subject matter itself and like the experience of like confusion and people like fucking faces changing is like really scary um and the fact that yeah like it the events that unfold are very like they're unexpected because you don't know what will happen next um and you also have an unreliable like perspective and like it's all of these things you're basically like just confused like to like the max and um i was gonna say there actually is a horror movie that is about loosely about dementia i think i don't think you i don't think you ever saw it but what is it it's called called, it's called relic oh it sounds very familiar it came out i think two years ago or two or three years ago i'm not quite sure but um it's it's not your typical horror movie because of that and i i think a lot of people didn't really enjoy it um because a lot of it was very metaphorical but um yeah if you're curious (laughs) there is actually a horror movie about like kind of like aging dementia that kind of stuff um and it has to do with like a family as well so it's like a daughter and a mother and a sister so so i don't know if you want to check that out but i 
liked it, but I don't think I've ever, I'll ever watch it again, but it was, like, very different. It was, like, um, I guess, not refreshing, but it was just a very different, like, type of horror movie that I, like, totally um, respect, and I, like, did I enjoy it? It was, (laughs) I don't know, I can't, I can't really say just because of, like, what you realize it was about in the end, I guess. Um, Cause it, it's very misleading. I'd say that it, it's very misleading. It'll make you think it's one type of movie, but in the end it's not. So I'll just say that. (laughs) Do you remember who the director is for that one? I think I, I don't know if the director, I think it's a woman, but I don't know if it was like her first like film kind of thing. Cause I, I remember I hear, remember hearing about that, but I never knew what like the actual premise was of it. But maybe I'll check it out. I'll I'll see because I that does sound interesting. But like I want it like kind of like this almost like not even it doesn't have to be about dementia necessarily. But the way that this like these events almost kind of like creep you out because you're like wait a minute did this happen already like or am I going crazy like kind of those like questioning moments of this film were like really really good. Um, and one thing that like that made this film really good is of course anthony hopkins which honestly it's kind of sad that they used him as well just because he's getting older as well yeah he's, uh, i was thinking about that i was like is he okay yes, <laughs> like, yeah that's the first thing i thought of i was like not anthony hopkins like damn he's like he's hannibal he's like he's signs of the limbs like you can't do this like it's just i don't know just sad that they kind of had to like let him play it and i also like wonder when you're an actor in his shoes do you sort of think about that as well like sort of i'm sure he was like (laughs) throughout the movie was like am i okay like am i actually (laughs) like i was just thinking about that and like how he was acting and then also thinking about like other older actors that would make me sad as well seeing them in that state um but yeah like honestly he did a fantastic job and who is uh just the fact that like he's such a legend too like a legendary actor like really really puts it in perspective and really really like and it invested me just because of who i who i knew he was and all that Mm -hmm. it was just like ooh, i don't know anthony hopkins no (laughs) i mean that's yeah that's true i'm sure his like uh record like his in infamy i don't know how do you describe someone famous (laughs) i don't know like the fact that he's like very recognizable and like famous like it's just like ups your level of empathy like tenfold because you're like oh my god like i know this man or you feel like you know him but you see that he's also like really old now and i think it's been a i mean it's been a while for me personally since i've seen him in anything like i only have really like just rewatched him in like silence of the lambs he was in like (laughs) the zorro movie with antonio banderas um but that's so random but um, yeah, I've only, like, seen him, you know, when he's, like, younger, so when you see him, like, in his state now, you're kind of, like, reminded that, oh, my God, like, he's older now, too, and, like, oh, my God, this movie is about getting old and, like, fucking dying, um, and I guess on that note, like, I, I feel like what you could get out of this movie, if anything, would be, like, you know it tackled like yeah first of all dementia there was like an element of elderly abuse which was really sad um and basically you know nursing homes and like what we as a society like tend to like do with our parents or like our grandparents um and yeah i just wanted to like ask what your like perspective on that was or if you were you've ever like kind of experienced or been around like that sort of decision making type stuff i'm sure you haven't but i don't know i don't i don't know your i don't know your full life you know maybe, maybe there's something <laughs> such a serious question i was like what do you when i think about nursing homes or like what are you asking me <laughs> what do you think about nursing homes <laughs> um i don't think i've like ever been in um in that process of like or even like experience that process of deciding just because i i think when that did happen i was really really young um my grandparents on my dad's side they're kind of over here and they're kind of going from place to place i wasn't sure if they were gonna stay here for long anyways so like i'm not sure if they were also talking about staying at a home or not i just remember going to a community of theirs and it wasn't necessarily a nursing home, but it was a, a community in which a lot of elderly congregated. 
Um, <laughs> so like it, <laughs> it wasn't necessarily like a nursing home. It just happened to be a community for the elderly, essentially. Um, I see. And it's funny that uh, I think about it now because my parents used to have uh, a home care. Um, my parents used to have a home care in Hemet where they have these clients that would drop their elderly there and my parents and their caretakers that they hired would also take care of them as well. So I guess I was kind of like around that environment of um, of the elderly and of a nursing home because that's essentially what it was. Um, but I never really was in that position to make any decisions. Um, I, and I wasn't really in the the correct age to sort of like be like, oh, these elderly people are here because like, quote unquote, no one wants them essentially, or like no yeah. one could take care of them. I wasn't in that mindset either because I was just, I was still pretty young as well, but I just remember going there and seeing these different people just there and, and trying to deal with, what they're doing and trying to figure out what they're going to do for the rest of their life and, and all that. Um, but yeah, how about you? Do you have any experience with, with that sort of thing with nursing homes or anything like that? Um, not like personally, like with my own, like grandparents or anything like that. Uh, I have a feeling it might be like a cultural thing. Cause I think, I don't think like, um, at least in my family, we, I think we tend to have, like, our grandparents, like, stay, like, live with us in, like, the house for, like, you know, the remainder of, like, their time, um, and, like, the grandchildren would, like, grow up with, like, you know, their grandparents in that sense, essentially, and, like, I think that's, that's basically, basically how I grew up, um, until, like, they moved out to a different, like, aunt's house, but, um yeah i think the concept of a nursing home was very foreign to me until it was like probably i don't know introduced to me in like like media like a tv show or a movie or something like that but i think growing up i was like not really aware that there was like a place you would send like your um like grandparents or parents to live because like you know you don't have like either a place for them or you like don't care about them or whatever but i think currently my mom is like a personal like home health person so she like takes care of um this elderly guy right now and she she's like a live-in person so in that sense it's like obviously less sad but because he gets to live in his own like house his own like environment um, essentially what they were trying to do for Anthony Hopkins character, but I have heard like, you know, my mom will tell stories about how their kids never call them. They never visit and they like basically like essentially like neglect them. Um, and she'll talk about how the old guy or old woman will like say how much they miss their grandchildren or how much they miss their kids and they wish they called or something like that. So that kind of stuff is like, makes me really sad and it's really sad to hear that it's like obviously still like a reality um so yeah if any lesson comes out of this it's just like you know more empathy for like our what is that age group called like the geriatric age group our elderly <laughs> our elderly i don't know you can't think of anything else <laughs> i don't know but i feel like yeah like we tend to like basically ignore them um throw them away and like forget about him so yeah if this movie ends up winning anything i hope some awareness and empathy like comes out of that like even more but yeah it's just super sad that's funny that you mentioned that like most of the elderly on your family usually sticks with like this the sons or daughters until they live their life out there or they move to like a different aunt or uncle's house because that's exactly what my um my relatives do as well like they sort of have like <laughs> their grandparents it's cultural yeah yeah right they have their grandparents live with them until like the test of time um or like eventually they just like move back to the philippines for whatever reason yeah that's that's what yeah, my they, one grandma did yeah they always like just decide to go back to the philippines um or they just kind of move around house to house like relative to house <laughs> yeah. um but like when you're talking about nursing homes i, I want to ask you do you like do you particularly see nursing homes as like 
a sad place or like do you think the people that send their elderly to the nursing homes because they don't care about them anymore or do you think it's more or less like a, a time work um space kind of constraint like do you think it's mainly just because they don't care? like is it mainly because of a sad like a sad thing in your eyes or do you see this like in any way in a positive light um i mean like obviously it depends on like the reason why like you know it might be a financial thing you might not be able to like you know what i don't know how it'd be a financial thing because i'm like how could you afford to like put your parent in a nursing home <laughs> yeah, yeah. How, are you, how is it a financial <laughs> thing if you're sending them to a home where you had to pay for them to get to <laughs> yeah i was like wait a minute <laughs> but um i don't know i think it it's obviously like situational i think generally it's sad and i think generally like the reasoning is like you know like kind of selfish and like not like paying in mind like all of these like other things like you know the environment like how your parent might feel about it i think of course if it was like the parents choice like if it was a choice like they chose to like want to move out to like another community because they themselves might feel comfortable or something like that like obviously that sounds better um i don't know and like the nursing home that was like presented in the movie looked like a super sad place because it looked like a hospital um and I totally know there's, like, obviously a variety of, like, nursing homes. There's, like, probably upscale ones. There's probably super, super sad ones. Um, but I think the idea of a nursing home makes me sad. Like, I wish that, you know, we all had the capability and capacity to, you know, keep our loved ones in our lives until, you know, the day they, like, you know, have to pass. Um but, you know, it's like, that's like in an ideal world. I also don't know it, you know, it depends. Like what if your like parents or grandparents are like, what if they suck? You know, <laughs> what if they absolutely suck and you're like, yo, can you move out? Um, but I don't know. I don't know. It's a hard, it's a hard subject, but I think generally the idea makes me sad. So how do you, you how do you feel about um the main character situation? Do you think uh, she did that selfishly, or like do you what do you think about her situation in this like the retrospective? Like, is she doing this because she doesn't care about him anymore, or is there a different reason as to why like she wanted to drop him off at a at a home like this? I definitely like felt for her, and I think the movie did a good job like portraying like her situation because she was in a really tough spot, um, and it's just it's just so bad either way. Like everyone involved has like such a difficult like role to play, and especially like the daughter, she basically has to make all of the decisions and like care like essentially like you know, like you said, stop her life to, you know, take in and care for her dad, but it's, like, equal parts, like, selfish and equal parts understandable, um, I don't know, I, I, when I, when she was, like, yeah, I'm moving to Paris, because that's where, like, her new boo lives, I was, like, can't your boo, like, move to London, <laughs> like, I was, like, I don't know. Can't he like accommodate for you? I don't know. I was like, I feel she just got through a divorce though, and it seemed like the way that the movie is portraying it, it seemed like it was because of the father. It was, but also that guy seemed like he sucked, like for real. Like if my husband of ten years started like slapping my fucking parent, I would like fucking divorce that guy like on the spot. Like that's fucking sad. Um, you didn't think that was actually uh, Bill doing it, and not actually not the fiance. I kind of, I sort of like kind of pieced it together that like since he saw Bill hit him, that like he that the caretaker, and that's why I sort of Bill like winked at him when like he saw him in his room. I sort of like pushed together that I think Bill most likely was causing the elderly abuse abuse along with like saying like when you get off everyone's tits or something like that. Like it seemed like. Um, that's where I sort of had a disconnect oh. with the fiance and the caretaker. 
see. Granted, the husband was kind of a dick about it, and he was, was a complete dick. He was getting really like he his he had really small like n- not that much patience for his own wife and the dad. But yeah, it was sort of like a it was it's it just like it makes sense that like she wants to make this thing work in Paris since you know she sort of lost this like five year marriage that kind of points to her dad. I mean, either way, if it was like Bill or Paul or whatever, yeah, it was it was super sad. But regardless, Paul was a dick, <laughs> and yeah, he, there was like obviously like I'm like not in that situation, so I can like think completely coherently, and I'm like there is a totally healthy way to like talk about this conversation, like you know, blah blah blah. Um, but yeah, it's a difficult decision to be involved in difficult situation. And sorry, what was your? I like forgot what your question was. <laughs> I just said like, how about like the main character's decision to put the um, Anthony in a nursing home? How do you feel about that? Oh like, yeah. Do you yeah. think? Uh, do you think she's granted the okay pass, or do you like think her situation um, was sort of different in that way? I think she could have made it work a little better, to be honest. She could have taken him to France with her. With her. Hear me out. She's, they sound like they're pretty well off. Like, she could have bought him, like, you know, a nearby flat so she could, like, he'd be nearby at the very least. Because I think I'm, like, personally completely rejecting the option of a nursing home. I'm like, okay, if you can put him in a nursing home, you could probably pay to, like, you know, put him in an apartment or something, something more comfortable where there's like, you know, not elderly, abusive fucking strangers like coming into your room and slapping you. Um, I don't know. I think she could have made it work. I understand her situation and her choice. But yeah, that's my opinion. What do you think? <laughs> How much do you think nursing homes cost? You really think she could just like it depends. Buy it depends for him to stay at, like <laughs> after she yeah. took him out of his own flat to her own apartment. Like, I don't know. They seem well off. That's all I'm basing that off of. Okay, I'm like you can afford this flat. Like I don't know. What do you, I don't know if she like she I think she could have found a way to be honest <laughs> I don't know but I, I think, think she uh, wanted to get away from him for sure I mean the thing is though he has dementia that's like a pretty serious matter and I don't think her just you know visiting from time to time while she he's like alone in the apartment is a, like a, a safe thing I don't think I think they need like extensive care in that sense like it's, I don't think she could just be coming in and out like. This person that doesn't, like, honestly doesn't know where he is most of the time. You can't just leave him around for a long period of time. Like, you don't know what's going to happen. They're going to get out of fire. There could be a lot of consequences to that. (laughs) I feel like you're you're, giving, giving, like, you're not giving them enough credit. Like, you're just like, they could do it. Buy an apartment. Buy a house. Go to Paris with them. It's just like, I was like, come on. I mean, she can go to Paris. She can do all these things. I'm just saying, like, she could have, like, yeah, kept trying to hire a home care person, you know, like, she could have just kept trying. Uh, that's all I'm she, saying. I'm gonna I mean, he, I'm gonna tell your mom you're putting her in a nursing home too. <laughs> <laughs> he honestly wasn't feeling the like the caretaker thing. I'll give you that. She could have brought him with her to Paris, and then find a nursing home in Paris. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, you know that's fine. Yeah, that makes okay. sense. But I she also think like her current situation is fine as well because she's seeing him every week. So I mean, like, I feel like that's well enough, you know. Yeah, I think she, that's why I'm like, she wanted to get away from him, essentially. Like, that's why she's choosing to move. Like, I I, I feel like, because I don't know, that's what it, I kind of got the feeling. I was like, oh, yeah, like, you know, she reached her breaking point, essentially. I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people sort of uh, not necessarily would choose a nursing home, but like, I think they'd prefer a nursing home in that sense. Um, also, Sophia pointed out a good point. Um, she couldn't bring Anthony to Paris because they don't speak English over there. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> they don't speak English. They don't even speak English over there. I don't know. I think... Um, You're going to offend like, so many French people <laughs> who haven't seen the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like um, 
I feel like a lot of people would prefer, not prefer, but I think who wait, Holmes, uh, who, is sort who of would prefer way, it? Huh? Who would prefer it? The person putting the elderly person or the elderly person? The person putting, obviously, the person putting in the, uh, I think, oh, okay, uh, okay. The elderly are not a big fan of it. I'm not really sure. I'm, I, don't, I don't ask them. <laughs> ask them about it. Did you want to be here or why? Are you, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, because uh, I feel like, honestly, raising a family. Having a full-time husband slash wife, having a, a work life, having these uh, different aspects um, in your life is really, really stressful and emotionally draining, mentally draining. And I feel like having an elderly person living with you as well on top of that is something that's, I feel like, so hard mentally. Like, you're kind of juggling all these lives at once that I sort of understand why people pick nursing homes in that sense. Um, but obviously, like, it depends how they treat, you know, their relative, their elderly at that point. Like, are they just dropping off, dropping them off just to, like, not have to, like, worry about them anymore? Are they dropping them off because, you know, the they have a lot on their plate? Are they going to plan on visiting often? Are they going to plan on, you know, g- giving this person attention even with them being at the house and being in a nursing home? I think... Uh, I don't necessarily think nursing homes are like the worst thing the way that you sort of portray it like you sort of sound like you're never ever gonna put your elderly in any case in a nursing home that it's like totally out of the question for you the way. <laughs> but I know I, I kind of get the scenario and the situation in which you know people prefer a nursing home and prefer like instead of having the parent that you've lived with all your life that may have caused certain pain for you why you don't want them again back in your house maybe again causing all that pain with you i don't know what do you think um yeah and like sometimes it might be people's like only option left kind of thing like like they're at the end of their rope and they like need to need that like for themselves like emotionally and mentally um yeah i yeah like i said (laughs) i don't like the idea of a nursing home i'd like to think eventually in the future i would be like you know well off enough to you know like give my mom like a comfortable place to live that she likes to buy her an apartment and our house because apparently you think (laughs) you think you can just pick them off the trees carmella (laughs) you think it's that cheap it's not that like totally impossible i mean you know it's like completely reasonable like if you like i don't know shared the load with obviously like the daughter in the movie was like by herself in this situation and like it was like she was the sole like bearer of this like burden um but i mean me personally yeah i think yeah i would like would like my mom to have like a great like comfortable place to live in if it came down to it like someone like i would probably like do the same like have like help or something like that but i also don't want to think about it but anyways yeah i don't I I don't know what will happen in the future. Maybe I'll change my mind, but as of now, I don't like the idea of a nursing home. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm just saying I understand certain aspects of why You're like people invested in a, like a nursing home property or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like rubbing my hands together, like yeah, I think I like nursing homes. I don't know about you. You're like you know they're not that bad. <laughs> like I'm like you're what? sitting on good property. I don't know if you. <laughs> And with that, this has been our episode on The Father. Um, very, very sad movie. Not even, not to mention we didn't even have time to talk about the actual ending of the film, which essentially is this sad cathar- catharsis moment. And, like, the ending is not happy whatsoever. No, like, honestly, no sliver of hope. It was just honestly so goddamn sad that you sort of have, like, this man who's, like, so confused, so so tired so old and so worried about like his surroundings and what happened to his daughter and what happened to the people that love him and and what he's gonna be like almost still not being able to accept his his age and accept his fate that may be coming soon whether or not it it be in the like a couple days couple years whatever it just it was just so sad and it didn't really like paint any sort of hope or any sort of like this will happen and it'll be all good. It's just sort of like, was this like this hug into oblivion essentially that you're sort of just like led into 
where the the caretaker is just like trying to console him and talks about like you know the trees and the branches and how we're gonna go for a walk and ha- like have this hope later to have a, a good day because who knows if that might be your last or not and it's just so sad because it just really took it into stride of like we're gonna keep this movie sad and we're gonna keep it you know this devastating and honestly it's, it's just um a really sad reality especially when it comes to death comes to being older um but yeah just a really great movie really sad and uh making me sad right now <laughs> um but yeah thank you all for listening to this episode of the father my name is josh landicho and you can follow me on instagram at the space wolf and i'm carmel and you can follow me at catmelo and you could follow Watch With Sound on Instagram at Watch With Sound, along with listening to us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple, and Anchor. And if any of those apps have the option to like, comment, subscribe, that would help us out a lot. We also have a program on Anchor called Listener Supporter, which lets you subscribe at any dollar amount of your choosing. Of course, only if you're able to, that would help us out as well. But with that, thank you all for listening, buddy, and keep on watching. <laughs> And take care of the elderly!